Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to discuss week 14, previewing the Atlanta Falcons, visiting the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Uh, the second time we have faced the Falcons this year, we won the first matchup 19 to 13. Yeah, it was 19 to 13. Yeah, 19 to 13. And uh, now we get them again. I think the first, well, we'll talk about it here in a minute. But we do want to get to to an important, important podcast specific thing here first. Uh, We've not had a chance to get to it. We do have a five star review from Apple Podcast listener Brendan from Kirby Acoustics which I, I suggest everyone go check out Kirby Acoustics. Just Google it. Uh, five-star review from Apple Podcast. Jerry, do you want to read it? Sure. Uh, headline, new favorite podcast. I'm 22 years old and a lifelong Panthers fan. This podcast gives me something to look forward to weekly. As not many shows, podcasts talk about my favorite team a lot. I like the interesting takes you two have on the team week to week and the chill vibe from the show. You can definitely see this is something the two of you put a lot of work into. From this Panthers fan, you're, uh, I can't speak. Panther friend, your work is much appreciated. Keep it up, please, and keep pounding. <laughs> yeah. We definitely appreciate that, and that's why we started the podcast. We There yeah. wasn't a lot to listen to for the Panthers, and what was out there, and some of it still is out there, uh, I, I we didn't, didn't enjoy. like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> You guys probably I, know some of those podcasts. That, and there's a few really good ones out there, too. Yes, there is. But, yeah, when we first started this, I think there was, like, one, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And then, all, and like, then, the say, that yeah, year, right. everyone joined in. And I was like, oh, okay. And the Panthers but, yeah. themselves started, like, eight podcasts. <laughs> like, it's, like, a couple weeks after we put out our first one, no, the Panthers no, themselves the first, had their... Their first episode was released... They announced that they had their own like four or five podcasts yeah. coming out, <laughs> like Jake Delome and you know legitimate people. And we're like, oh my god, what a time! But but you know what, we're doing fine. We've got a nice little listenership Following. here. We appreciate you guys. Uh, definitely appreciate all the back and forth we get on Twitter and YouTube and email, and definitely anyone that wants to. Uh, Leave us a, a, a review on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on YouTube. Leave comments. You know, we'll talk about them on the show. So we definitely appreciate it. Yep. Now, let's go ahead and jump into the Panther news. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to, this is strictly for the podcast listeners. <laughs> Offensive coordinator Joe Brady was fired. Uh, we did a whole YouTube video on it. So go to YouTube and check it out if you haven't. Uh, moving on, cornerback Dante Jackson was placed on IR. We have not talked about that. Uh, I, it Right now, I'm not sure that's such a big deal with this group of quarterback rooms. Yeah, I mean, it's a loss. Um, but the last few weeks, Dante Jackson has not played well. Um, so if, you know, it doesn't sound like Stephon Gilmore is ready to play 100% of the snaps or even more than 50% of the snaps, according to Matt Rule. Um, but he's going to play at least 50, it sounds like, or right around 50. 40 to 50 was what Matt Rule specifically said. So, you know, that's going to be nice when he's out there. But, um, I, you know, it's a loss for sure. It, is it the last time we've seen Dante Jackson in a Panthers uniform? I, I 
think so, honestly. I, I do too. I think with C.J. Henderson, you got J.C. Horn coming back, Keith Taylor's emergence, and then mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, they could try to get Stephon Gilmore back. I mean. Mm-hmm. If you, yeah, if you, choose, all right, so let's say you got three years. Mm-hmm. Three years, money is the same. Three years, 30 million, something like that, right? Um, uh, Dante Don- or Stephon? I would go Stefan, but Dante has a longer career, but I think you don't need that here with J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson. Hopefully, yeah, I think even it, though C.J. Henderson has not played that well yet. Right, we're hoping C.J. Henderson hits. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking, if I, if, I, if I said it at three years, I feel better about Stefan. If it's like five years, 65 or something like that, and I think the you're longevity. Like both of that with ten with ten million a I, year. I think both I want think, about fourteen, fifteen. I know what they're gonna want. I don't know that they're gonna get it. We'll see. Um, I think someone's gonna overpay for Dante <clears throat> Jackson being young, fast, and having a really good season up until the last two weeks that they played. He yeah, played. But he put out some really bad tape the last few weeks. I think I think you're probably right. I mean, high end corners are hard to come by, and they mm-hmm. they're expensive. I think Stefan could stay and take a bit of a hometown discount, though. I do, too. I really, I, I really do think he could. The way his wife is always on Twitter mm-hmm. talking about Carolina is very... Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, she, you know she wants to stay. Um, all right, next little piece of news here, and it's a good one. Uh, wide receiver DJ Moore was nominated as uh, the Panthers representative or the Panthers nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So yeah. we do have uh, Thomas Davis, of course, a former winner of that, and... Greg Olson was a finalist a couple of times. Uh, so, DJ Moore, congratulations on that. And I'm sure we'll all be out there hashtagging for DJ. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how you, it's pretty much how you vote to get him into the final three. And then, and then I don't know how it's chosen in the final three, but. I um, have no clue. Yeah. It's uh, usually a, 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 a Watt usually wins it. So, it, it's a great award just to be nominated. Yeah. It means you're really helping out in the community, help volunteering. Yep. So. Good yeah, job, it's, it's, a, it's a great honor. Yep. Uh, they also designated Cam Irving to return from IR. So, yay, we get our starting left tackle back. Shrug. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, we know, we know who's other? not going to be starting at left tackle, Jerry. Old T-Rex yes. arms, Brady Christensen, <laughs> according to Matt Rule. <laughs> Matt Rule sees him nothing but a guard or center. I don't, because of his short arms. He has the same length arms as Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater, and other starting left tackles in this league. Yeah. I have I just Rashawn Slater I, who's having an awesome year. Like it, has transformed that whole offensive line in in uh, Los Angeles. And I think Brady Chargers. Christensen had one of the best games <clears throat> at left tackle this season yeah. for the Panthers. He was like, one of the higher graded ones, yep. Yeah. Just I don't I don't Stupid. understand that thinking. Stupid. I told you before we started recording that I'm, 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 that pushed me closer to your, your uh, desire to have Matt Rule fired, than anything he's done so far. It, it's just his unwillingness to even try. Brady Christensen at left, and, and it, the offensive line has been pure garbage, pure garbage right. almost all the season. It couldn't be worse. So, yeah, Trent Scott got a zero point zero PFF grade. I mean, at guard, yeah. yet. You still want him to start? I don't. I don't. Literally, think, like, can't be worse than zero. Deontay Brown has not hardly played at all. Granted, mm-hmm. he's just coming back from IR, but 
why are you not giving these guy young guys some chance? This is not you're not supposed to like hold them back, especially when the all line has been awful. Yeah. Let them see what they do. Maybe they can learn. I agree. I agree. Ugh. Sorry. No, oh, no, yeah, that's, they, that's, yeah, that's what this they, is for. <laughs> they also activated defensive Daryl Johnson from IR. Okay, that's a nothing. That's just all right. That's the news, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, Trent Scott was placed on the COVID reserve list, so he's out at least this week. I don't know if he's vaccinated or not, but he, if he is, he could be back next week. If not, then it'll be a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's get into the injury lists here. For the Panthers, it's a short one if you don't count the guys on IR. We just talked about a couple of them. Um, excuse me. John Miller, Michael Jordan, two starting guards. Both did not practice. Uh, and then Daquan Jones, defensive tackle, did not practice but listed as not injury-related for him. Mm. So hopefully uh, it's uh, nothing too too bad, personal-wise. Um no, but the not, guards are not, not listed playing. As an Ill- yeah, the guards probably not playing, which sucks. You know, coming off the bye, you know, Michael Jordan's had a pretty good season up until the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's been kind of down. John Miller, a really bad year. Yeah, and we were excited about him coming back too, but mm-hmm. oh well. Uh, for the Falcons, a bit of a longer list here. Um, not even going to attempt to pronounce this name. Agundeji. I, I did attempt to pronounce it. I did a poor job. <laughs> Limited practice. That's their uh, outside linebacker. Uh, Fabian Moreau, corner. Limited practice. Richie Grant, safety. Limited practice. Cordero Patterson didn't practice on Wednesday. He's on the report, but it's just veteran rest. Uh, Jonathan Bullard, defensive lineman. Ankle, full practice. And then Lee Smith, tight end. Did not practice again. Veteran rest, mm-hmm. so fairly healthy. Coming uh, in, well, Hayden Hurst is designated to return. I don't know if he'll be able to mm-hmm. play this game. And Calvin Ridley's still out, from my understanding. Yeah, I don't for think non-injury related and mental mental health. Even reason. though Calvin Ridley doesn't listen to this, get well, man. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Don't worry about football. Get well. I love seeing you. I think he's a great player. I hate facing I hate, him. I but... hate facing him. Yeah, I hate facing him. But yeah, I mean, if you if you all remember the week last time the Panthers played the Falcons a few weeks ago, uh, just a, like an hour before the game or a couple hours before the game, Calvin Ridley basically said, "I'm not going to be playing for a while. Got to yeah. focus on myself." And he has still not come back, and I haven't really heard any updates about him. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they would release mental health updates, nor should they. But uh, I, I wouldn't expect him to come back at all this season. I hope he's yeah, getting I, the help he needs. He doesn't need to come back. <clears throat> Let's be honest. The Falcons are kind of where the Panthers are. And yeah, exactly we're not where really the Panthers good. are. So, yeah. look, get, get, your, get your family, your life straightened out. Get yourself That's good. Right. Most yep. important thing. And any listeners, do the same thing. That's right. If you're ever having, you know, suicidal thoughts or any bad thoughts creeping in, there's there's treatments out there. Please check out. Sorry, just saying that. Good job, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Panthers are two and a half point favorites at this point, uh, which is interesting. 
Uh, I think they opened up three-point favorites. It is in Atlanta, right? No, it's here. It's is it in here? Bank of America. It is here because I'm going to the game. Steven, you oh are going to God, the game dude. and you I, forgot. Today has been one of those days, Jerry. One of those uh, days. I got a new I got a new job uh, like a month or two ago. And I'm finally start like out of the... I mean, I'm still technically in training, but I'm handling real things. And it's just... it's it's Mentally, there's a exhausting. lot to learn. Yeah. There's a lot to learn. So I'm a little out of it, but... Okay, so it is here. I am going to the game, by the way. Jerry, you're probably going to be handling that re- uh, recap podcast on your own. Um, but matchups, let's talk about them. Yeah, uh, Atlanta averages only 18 points per game and give up 27.7 points per game. Big difference there. Meanwhile, Still 5-7 Car- somehow. Yeah, Carolina averages 19.7 points per game but give up 21.1 points per game. I mean, we know it, and a lot of those points are given up because the defense has been out on the field all the time or the team just run up the middle on us. So that is really where we've got to focus is shore up our run defense. The good news is Atlanta sucks at running the ball. They only average 88 yards per game, but the Carolina defense gives up 114. It's been slowly creeping up every week now since teams have kind of figured that that out. Hopefully, they could shore it up with Bravion Roy and Derek Brown because I don't know if Daquan Jones will play. So, Yeah, um, coming out of the bye week, you know, you're hoping that they had a lot of time to focus on these deficiencies. Yeah. Um, obviously, they focused a lot on the offensive deficiencies, you know, given the... Yeah. Or the staff changes that they made. Uh, Jeff Nixon, by the way, taking over. I want to talk. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the offense here in a few minutes, but um, I want to talk about him a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, Atlanta, you know, Cordero Patterson is, is good, but he's not really like a true running back. He's sort of one of those hybrid running back. He's a, he's a great player. He's really Absolutely. effective for them, but he's not like a pure running back. And then Mike Davis is, you know, a C plus. Yeah, most yeah. of the time. He, he was good for us last year, but even when he was really good, he was, you know, a B. He, he's uh, certainly not a, a top-tier running back. The only thing I worry about Mike Davis is he can run up the middle on us. And mm-hmm. that fears me. Jermaine Cardi, Carter has to step up and play a better defense than he has been because he has been struggling. And yeah. I could see Mike Davis, I think last game, he had a decent game against us. Um, I'm actually pulling it up right now. He had nine carries, 44 yards. I mean, averaging over four yards a carry. I mean, almost so. I guess you, yeah. I mean, for for him, that's good. I think he's averaging less than four yards a carry for the season. So probably one of his better games. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the Falcons' uh, point differential for the season is the fourth worst in the NFL. Oh, I believe that. They're, they're minus 116. So the only teams worse are the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Texans. Mm-hmm. The Lions have- are better. The Bears are better. The Giants are better. This is not a good team. No, it's not. This is not a I good mean, team. <laughs> no. Quickly going over the teams they beat. The Giants, the Jets, the Dolphins. But that was at, more at the beginning of the season. I w- mm-hmm. don't know if they would beat the Dolphins now. Uh, the Saints, 
in Jacksonville. Yeah. So their their wins are by three points, seven points, two points, two points, seven points, and then their losses. So they've been blown out a few times, you know, yeah. by twenty or more several times. So Dallas, yeah, New England, forty I mean, points at Dallas. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I, it's I guess, a little skewed, I guess. You know, they got beat two weeks in a row. Basically, they got beat by sixty five points. You know, between yeah. in two weeks, so. Not great, but they've lost three out of four. You know they're coming in pretty cold uh, to face the Panthers, who are coming on a bye. I mean, if the Panthers are going to win this game, this is a good opportunity for it. Yeah, I, we're coming absolutely. in rested and you know with a with kind of a little bit of hope here with a new offensive coordinator and maybe Cam knows the know, playbook we'll a good bit more. <clears throat> you know now yeah. that they can open it up a little bit more. Um, well, bef- go ahead. But, I was going to say gonna bef- move on. We're struggling today, sir. I tell you, Jerry, you go. All right. Before we jump on to the Carolina offense, because I think we mm-hmm. both want to talk about the deficiencies and see what mm-hmm. we could talk about that. Atlanta's pass game averages only 228 yards per game, even with Matt Ryan. And the Panthers' defense, second rank now that, you know, New England played three th- yeah. passes the other week. They now jump <laughs> Carolina. So... Take that as yeah. you will. But there that being said, they don't really have much in the passing game. They have Cordell Patterson coming out of the backfield, and he lines up. You have Pitts is their number one guy. And then Russell Gage, Tajay Sharp. I mean, mm-hmm. they should be able to handle that. They handled it last time. Yeah, I mean, you know, last time we had Gilmore, you know, shadowing Pitts quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Without DJ or without Dante, uh, don't know that that we're gonna have that luxury. Mm-mm. I would imagine, although maybe because Pitts is your main offensive weapon. Yeah, and you, you got to think Keith Taylor has really blossomed the past yeah. you know half of the season so far. Yeah, and and then we still got Bouye. You know, mm-hmm. he's gonna be out there. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Panthers secondary is still up to snuff enough to stop this offense you know again um god who was i just talking about defense the defense back. is up to the stuff really, the really to good stop them back. yeah <laughs> wow okay drink yeah, some I'm, coffee I'm sir i'm off today yeah so uh, anyway just... <laughs> uh yeah gilmore gilmore is, is sorry it was gilmore um so gilmore <laughs> shut down pitts the last game by the way pitts was coming off some really good games mm-hmm. coming into that game Gilmore absolutely should have done. He knows how to do it. Um, I would expect the Falcons to try and push it to Pitts, maybe just to to show that hey, oh, we, yeah. we can Pitts can play against anybody. So I would expect them to go to Pitts more, and I would expect them to have a better game. I still think the Panthers can keep him maybe under fifty yards, under seventy five yards, something like that. Oh yeah, I mean it. He- he was coming off big, big-time games, and I'll go through the last three games. Uh, five targets, three receptions, 29 yards. Six mm-hmm. targets, two receptions, 26 yards. Seven targets, four receptions, 48 yards. So it's not like he's booming now like he yeah, was. Right. It looks like there's more tape on him. It, there's more tape on Atlanta. They are understanding what's going on, and we can kind of shut him, not shut him down, but, mm-hmm. you know, Regulate him to a normal type of game instead of those hundreds so yards. 
Let's hope. Yeah, he's got the capability, you know, to put up huge numbers, but it seems like, like you said, there's some tape on him now, and, and when he's not putting up big numbers, they're not putting up big numbers no. in terms of scoring. So he is going to be the key, I think, to shut him down, because like you said, the running, they just don't have much of a run game. Uh, again, Patterson is really good, but he's more of the hybrid. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, all right, let's get to the offense. You know, this is this is going to be fun to talk about. Um, we'll we'll just start with the Carolina run game, right? Averaging 111 yards per game. Uh, Atlanta's run defense 119, so not a great run defense. Worse than Carolina's run defense, even if, yeah. if you want to compare it. Uh, but McCaffrey obviously not involved. In this run game, so we're gonna be relying on Chuba and Amir, and potentially Bonifan or Smith, you know, as playing some spot duty. But it seems like Rule is probably gonna lean on, or Jeff Nixon is really gonna lean on Chuba and Amir. Yeah, playing I, I, that, you know, Chuba the first and second down guy, and Amir the third down guy. And Jeff Nixon, being the running backs coach <clears throat> previous to his offensive coordinator, he knows the guys. He knows mm-hmm. what Chuba's good at. He knows what Amir's good at. You know, mm-hmm. he he's going to know what Cam is decent at, at least handing the ball off, making those decisions. So I'm hoping, and it sounds, it, or I envision with Joe Brady's let go, that they are going to run the ball a majority more, yeah. 55-45, something like that, where it's it, run heavy. I, I, I think Matt Rule would prefer it to be even more than that and, and that worries me a little bit because they are broadcasting what they want mm-hmm. to do i yep. mean they are telling everybody in the league we want to run the ball so what do you think atlanta's defense is going to do like they're gearing up all week to stop the run and i love cam he's only been here for three weeks he doesn't have all the pass routes down even in, even with the bye week He's still not going to be in full command of the playbook. They're still not going to be calling a lot of different plays. Now, that was one of the big things about Joe Brady. The reason he was fired, I think, he wasn't imaginative. You know, they would be running these same plays over and over and over again. They would have these plays that, you know, the first time you ran it, it went for negative two yards. The next time you run it, it goes for one yard. It's positive. Are you giving up? Are you tweaking that play? No, you're running it three, four, five times more. And they're not doing anything. You know, I watched some tape. Some people were putting out on Twitter, you know, basically calling that out specifically. And I was like, yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing in the games. And I've been talking about it. We've been talking about it for basically the whole season as how boring this offense was to watch. It's just no yeah. fun. And they weren't fooling anyone. And now they're going to fool people even less because all they want to do is run the ball. And you talked about adjustments. You're not playing. You're doing the same play over. Remember Robbie Anderson throwing temper tantrums, and that mm-hmm. sounds like he's throwing. Well, but he was upset because he he yeah. saw something. He's telling Joe Brady, "Hey, we need to run this type of play. Mm-hmm. We can get them." He doesn't run it. So yeah. Jeff Nixon's been an offensive coordinator at Baylor and college ranks. Hopefully, he can adjust. Joe Brady was never an offensive coordinator, so maybe he just couldn't adjust. So I, I don't know. I'm hoping that Jeff Nixon does do a better job of adjusting at halftime, adjusting in-game to situations. Who's got a hot hand? What's working? What's not? 
instead of forcing his play thoughts down on the ground all the time. Yeah, Jeff Nixon has a lot more coaching experience in the NFL and in college than Joe Brady did. Yeah, Joe Brady, I mean, let's just be honest, too much too soon for him. Yeah. He, he was not prepared. He was not ready. Uh, Jeff Nixon, on the other hand, has been offensive assistants and you know co- co-offensive coordinator at Baylor, and he's had a lot of that experience. Like He's the type of guy, he's got the type of resume that should get him this type of opportunity. So I'm, I'm, I am excited for him. Now, we have the entire coaching staff, basically, from Baylor. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. got now the, the defensive coordinator, the head coach, and the offensive coordinator, co-offensive coordinator. The other co-offensive coordinators, by the way, is the offensive coordinator at UNLV in college. So <clears throat> I'll take that for what you will. But I, I went and looked at the 2019 Baylor uh, results because <laughs> I wanted to see what that offense looked like. And they put up 60 points a few games. Uh, you know, in yeah. college, that's not crazy. You're, you know, often you're playing cupcakes during and, certain And you're talking season. about the Big 12 that doesn't really mm-hmm. play great defense. It's not against right. the SEC. And... and the games that they did play against the SEC uh, and, you know, higher-ranked teams, they did not put up a lot of points. Um, but, you know, it was, a point, it was a, an offense that scored more than 30 points a game. And, you know, they, they had some interesting wrinkles. So I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what they can do. Uh, the running game is going to have to be yeah, interesting. Uh, they're going to have to do some things other than just run the ball up the middle. They're going to have to be, do some sweeps, some you know, uh, RPO stuff with Cam, some triple reverses. You know, they're going to have to do some, some fun stuff, some things that is going to throw Atlanta's defense off and kind of freeze them in place. And Because you're not going to be... Doing a lot of that in the passing game, I don't think. Yeah. The good thing is Atlanta's pass rush is almost non-existent. They are worst in the league at the pass rush. Averaging one sack per game. Least sacks of any team in the league right now. So with that being said, there is opportunity in the passing game. And it's with three or two or three offensive linemen being out. Maybe Mm. this is the time. This game, let's be honest, we're, we're so down now. But yeah. this might be a good time to go ahead and let Cam work a little bit. I agree 100%. Let's run the ball, let's run the ball, let's run the ball, let's put, throw out some trick plays. But also try to get this offensive line to start working together. You know, I said Deontay Brown, I would like to see him out there. We're going to probably see Brady Christensen in that one of the guard spots. Cam Irving will probably play at left tackle. So for as maybe, long as he's healthy, yeah, three plays. So <laughs> right. you know, like, <laughs> so let's go ahead and like try to work some passing into this t- game. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a lot. I agree with you, but I also agree with the statement that everybody in the league knows we want to run the ball. Let's try to trick it up a little bit, do some play yeah. action on first down, mm-hmm. and try doing some Tommy Trimble you know, quick outs or hitches, get yeah. get four or five yards. I'm happy. That's a good run play too. Look, I wanna see passing. I, I don't wanna I don't I don't wanna a game like the Patriots had the other night where they threw the ball three times and they ran at forty five. That's not fun to watch. I mean they got the win, which is really nice, but I wanna see explosive plays. I wanna see Cam Newton out there running around, you know, handing balls into the 
the stadium. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to see some fun stuff. So I don't know that Jeff Nixon is going to be the most creative guy. I don't know that he's going to have the the leeway, you know, to make those calls. I hope that he does, but I have a feeling that Matt Rule is like, if we don't run this ball 40 times, then I am going to be extremely upset. And I just have a feeling that they are going to be focused so much on running the ball that it's going to be to the detriment of the offense. I hope you're wrong. I hope I know, that, that's just that's just what, what I feel. I I hope he has more faith in Jeff Nixon, since he does know him from Baylor. Uh, mm-hmm. It it seems like him and Brady definitely were not on the same page <clears throat> most of most of the time. It seems like we've mentioned how Rule would say, "I want to run the ball," and then Joe Brady throws it, you know, fifty times, yeah, and runs it seventeen. It's just. <laughs> I am not yeah. saying that it'll be completely opposite of that. I, I'm hoping there's a happy balance. Now, right now, the Panthers pass the ball 57% of the time and run the ball 47, 42. I could see it going not the complete opposite of that. Like I said, 45 to 55 run to pass being run 55. I could see them going for more of that type of status. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I would be okay with that. You know, obviously the more running plays you run, mm-hmm. you're pro- you know, if you're running the ball 40 times, you're probably winning the game. True. You know, you can also win the game passing the ball 40 times. Like we see that every week. Um, so it's not the only way to win. And in fact, it's kind of an old school way of thinking on how to win, but it, it does work from time to time. Um, but yeah, you mentioned that Matt Rule knew Jeff Nixon from Baylor. I mean, Matt Rule went to high school with Jeff Nixon. They yeah. they were on the same oh, high yeah. school Sorry. team. They they were in yeah, pretty much every step of the way uh, where Matt Rule was coaching. Jeff Nixon was there. Now Jeff Nixon did coach in the NFL quite a bit. It took Matt Rule a while to get up to where he was a head coach. Uh, but yeah, I mean they've been together. They've roommates. They're it's honestly surprising that Jeff Nixon wasn't the guy from the beginning. And who knows? But you have to feel like Matt Rule was like, well, I can't just transplant my whole Baylor staff to the NFL. Hey, at least they were going because look at Brian Kelly. His whole sta- <laughs> staff said, nah, see ya. We'll stay at yeah. Notre Dame. <laughs> right. And he basically did bring his whole staff. They just, you just weren't in the same positions, spots, essentially. But I mean, worked out. hindsight. Yeah, Phil Snow's worked out great. In hindsight, I wish that he would have done that. Just, you know, that's what you're comfortable with. Just keep working it. And if it doesn't work out, then you make the change. But uh, it's going to be funny, fun, fun in the offseason to see where they go at offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. I, I don't believe that Jeff Nixon is going to be the guy overall. But, again, if the Panthers go on a run and the offense looks different and they make good adjustments at halftime start putting up it? like 24 points a game i mean oh, 24 points a game would be amazing yeah i mean <laughs> if this offensive line starts actually doing yeah. something a little bit better instead of like turnstiling it i mean mm-hmm. yeah i mean and and we might as well talk about our last matchup here is uh you know essentially carolina defensive line going you know 2.7 sacks a game atlanta gives up 2.2 sacks per game you mentioned that atlanta is only getting one sack per game 
Yeah. So it, you know, Carolina's got the certainly the matchup on the offense or the defensive line is slated towards Carolina, but offensive line wise versus Atlanta's defensive line, it's probably a wash. Which is probably about as good as the Panthers are going to get. <laughs> it's about as good as the Panthers are going to get this the rest of this season. So take advantage of it while you can. Like honestly, the Panthers have to win this game. You know, we've talked about the last two weeks being must wins. This is actually a must win. Uh, if they lose this game, they're done. Yeah, they're technically out of the playoffs. That being yeah. said, I mean, do they really have a chance at the playoffs? Yes, I know they're one game out, but I mean, if they make the playoffs, unless they start going on a run, Mm -hmm. they're going to get smacked down by any team they face right now. Well, that's the thing is if they do make the playoffs, then it is because they went on a run and we're all going to be feeling pretty confident heading into the playoffs facing, you know, a number three or four seed, you know, could be, who knows, but you know, we if we make the playoffs, then that means that the Panthers have probably gone four and one over their last five and been in some good teams along yeah. the way. So that's you know that's what we have to look forward to. Now, if we lose this game, I don't know what we have to look forward to. <laughs> like it's gonna be, it, it, it's gonna, gonna be, be one of those where you're trying not to cheer for them to lose, but secretly wanting them to lose. Because... Yeah, you're secretly then hoping for draft position. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we could draft a left tackle and or a quarterback. I think at that point we're hoping to have a top ten pick so we can trade back and have a second round pick as well, yeah. you know, or maybe a third round pick. So, oh man, I don't know. Um, all right, well let's look at uh, let's see. You got a beer bet of the week? Do we have a beer bet? Uh, no, not really. I I couldn't think of anything this week, and yeah. I am so confused at what I'm going to see from this team. Just. Point blank, I do not know what I'm going to see. Well, let's just, how about this? Um, I mean, do you, th- it sounds like you're a little less um, bullish, or I don't know what the word is, but you, you think that they might not run as much as I think they're going to run. So you want to set the over-under on runs at 40 rushes? Oh, yeah, I'll take the under on that. Okay, I'm going to take oh, the over. Oh, man, I-, I forgot about Cam, but yeah, go ahead. Split second, but yeah, I'll do that. Because gotcha. Cam Cam can get you like <laughs> five to ten carries just secretly. Oh yeah, like, Cam's gonna run it at least ten times. So, uh, but that still leaves thirty carries for Chuba and Amir. That's still a lot. So, <laughs> forty carries is still a lot. Uh, but yeah, I think the Panthers are gonna run the ball like forty times. I th- honestly think that that's gonna be their main focus. Uh, win or lose, I, they're gonna run the ball. I, I hope they I hope they go with the hot hand. If they see something in the passing game that they can exploit, I hope they go for that, but it's first just play so of the hard. game. Run or pass for the Panthers. Oh, it's gonna first be offensive hard. play of the game. I would love to see like a little play action, you know. Something. I would love to see a play action, bootleg cam out, and just chunk it down the field. Just chunk it down the field. Get you know, get Robbie or DJ one on one. And just throw it down the field. And if it's not there, then either Cam run it, you know, five or six yards out of bounds or pitch it to Chuba or whatever. But I would love to see that play. Just Jeff Nixon drop, you know, just show the balls and do it. I mean, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. 
Yep. So it's over under 40 rushing? Over under 40 rushes. Okay. Okay, maybe I'm feeling a little bit better about that now that I'm thinking if it's, about it. 40 if it's 40 is... exactly, then we'll, we'll just share a beer. We'll have a beer with two straws, <laughs> and we'll just share it. <laughs> I've had a cold lately. You don't want that. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> All right. Bold prediction time. Um, you Go know, ahead. I feel like my 40 rushes is kind of a bold prediction, but... Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, within the rushing game, because I do think they'll focus on the rushing game, I believe the Panthers will have a 100-yard rusher, um, and it's going to be Amir Abdullah. Oh, okay. That's funny. My bold prediction was Chuba Hubbard, 115 rushing yards. Okay. His second well, rushing. You know, mine's way bolder than that. Yes, because you have Amir Abdullah. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that, okay, so we're both uh, on board there. Uh, game prediction. Are we both, I mean, I feel like we have to pick the Panthers to win, right? I am. I'm doing Because it. if you don't, then you're basically saying that the season's over. I am picking the Panthers to win 20-17. to 17. The okay. offense shows a little bit of life, and the defense I think they show to- a little more. Yeah, I think they show a little more life. I'm gonna go 27-17. I think they they, I think they make a good adjustment in the third quarter in this game. I think they score at least a touchdown in the third quarter in this game. Which I mean, should, maybe that, that should have been my bold prediction. I was gonna say that should be your bold prediction. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that should have been. Uh, but yeah, I think that they uh, they score. Uh, yeah, two bold predictions for me in this game. Uh, I think they do score in the third quarter, and I think they take control of this game fairly early, and they sort of just they ride a strong defense and a competent offense to victory. Yeah. All right. Quick. And they run the ball 20 times in the fourth quarter. <laughs> three bold predictions. <laughs> I, I, I would love for us to run the ball that much and get yeah. this win. Yeah. All right. With that said, the Panthers are sitting at number two in the NFC South. We're going to take a quick peek at the other two games going on. The New Orleans Saints are visiting the New York Jets. That'll be interesting because the Jets are playing a little bit better than the Saints. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Saints don't a have a worse. quarterback. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. Taysom Hill. They Can you believe they signed Taysom Hill to that freaking contract? Did I, you no. see that? Did they extend him? They signed him to like a four-year, $94 million contract. Now, he only gets the $94 million if he is like the starting quarterback for a certain amount of was, snaps or something. I thought that was signed a year or two ago. Mm-mm, no, that's, this, that was recently. Oh, okay. And then, the, and then otherwise, it's like a 40... Otherwise, it's still a lot of, a lot of money for him. But after watching him he's just, in that game last he's week... He's not a quarterback. I mean, ooh. God. He is not a yeah. quarterback. He's a gadget guy. I, uh, I just, he's just not a quarterback, and that's fine. He's a good like H back tight end type of yeah. you know gadgety player that you want on your team because obviously the players love him, but you don't yeah. give him that money. I think so. You, it's four years, forty million with twenty one million guaranteed, but with escalators contingent on him being a starting quarterback. Could be up to ninety-four million. So, like, I, I, I would expect he'll probably start the rest of the season just so they see what they ha- what they have with him. Um, I mean, Sean Payton has been so gung ho about Taysom Hill 
for so many years now. But ugh, I don't know. To be that old and get a contract like that mm-hmm. for really, like you said, being a gadget player. I mean, is Taysom Hill... What has he done to deserve that kind of money? You know what he reminds Anytime me of? Anytime we've played him, he doesn't... He doesn't really do anything. He's like a Tim Tebow plus without the fanfare of Tim Tebow coming in. Like Tim Tebow orchestrated a playoff team in Denver, but that was because of a great defense. And he had some miraculous plays. I think that's what what Taysom Hill is, except without the fanfare. He's just a highlight. You know, he has highlights. He's a good running quarterback. Like he had some really nice runs. Yeah. In that last game. But he's terrible throwing the ball. He's not Tim a good Tebow. quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I but, guess. But Tim uh, Tebow at least won. Like, he had a, a winning record as a quarterback. Yeah, we're spending like five minutes on Saints versus <laughs> Jets. Meanwhile, we the Tampa Bay Bucks are having the Buffalo Bills visit them. 7-5 and five versus 9-3. and three. Bills could... Go seven and six. I mean, this could be another loss for them. That's, whew. Yeah, I mean, the, the Patriots have taken control of that division. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think a lot of people had that at the beginning of the year. I think, you know, we all kind of thought Buffalo was going to run that division for a long time. But uh, Allen has not been quite as good this year as he's been in previous years. But this is, uh, th- is that the last, that's the last three games for the Panthers, right? Do we have the Bills in between? Yep, the Bucks I believe twice. I believe so. I don't yeah, have the schedule. Either, yeah, I, I think I think that's right. Um, so either way, that should be a good game to watch. I mean, that's going to give that's our, you know three of our next five opponents at least, or three of our next four opponents after the Falcons are those teams. So yep, for good or ill, um, probably for ill. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, any prediction on that one? That should be a good game. All right, I'm going to predict the Bills win because they're upset about last week. I think they go out fire burning. And Tampa Bay has not looked as good as advertised. They don't look unstoppable. Yeah. With that being said, I'm also picking the Bills just because I want them to win. <laughs> yeah, we don't want the, the Bucks to win. No. Now, you know, there's still an outside chance the, the Panthers could win the division. Sure. If we beat the if we beat the Bucks twice and the and the Bills beat the Bucks, like if the Bucks lose out and the Panthers win out, yes, yes. I think is. it's it's not even that bad, is it? How many wins do the Bucks have? Are they eight or nine? Nine. nine. Okay. All right. So yeah, <laughs> probably not going to do that, but it is mathematically possible. It's within the realm of possibility. So, all right, Jerry, let's wrap <laughs> this up. All right, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMixPodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Jerry will be back on Sunday afternoon. I might join. We'll see. We'll see what, uh, what the game looks like. Yeah, and but, if you don't, maybe my wife will join me. She was upset that I didn't invite her last time I did it by myself. So She watches the game. My wife, Sylvia. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Sorry, you cut <laughs> out there a little bit. I, I, wanted, I, wasn't, I thought you were talking about Evelyn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. 
<laughs> whatever you want to do. Um, I'm actually, yeah. I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk logistics after the show, but it'll probably be you. So, um, okay. So until then, everybody, stay safe out there and keep pounding. <laughs>